Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. You know what doesn't get enough coverage? What's that? Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> you know, Why, did something happen today? Oh, I... Uh, I had to. I, I struggled to find it, you know, to to find any information on on what was happening with the team today because it was just, you know, they just don't get enough coverage, and I, I'm just surprised. You know, a city that's as large as they are in in the Canadian market, just you know, and of course because everything affects the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Out come the rants about the triple hard cap system in place and how ridiculous it is that a team has to perform these gymnastics to make themselves cap compliant, to which I say 31 other teams don't seem to have the same problem. So maybe it's your own doing? No. Maybe. No. Maybe throwing money around like it was Canadian money in an American market wasn't really the best thing to do. But Patrick, it was the other guy. It wasn't us. It was the other guy. The one that, you know, just left. he's a yinzer now. Mm. It wasn't us. Mm. I'm sorry. I was doing my, be- my best um, Toronto media impression. How was it? <laughs> Not whiny enough. But otherwise, pretty good. Uh, okay. I could take. I could. I could do with another take. Maybe throw a little bit more um, a or ya no in there. I think would help. A little more wheedling too. <sighs> but it's not. We didn't do this. It was the other guy. Don't you know? Nope, that's too Minnesota. You know what? We <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey. You know. Hey. You know. It was. It. It was totally the other guy. You know. Hey. Okay, that, that's it. I don't, I don't think I have the range for that. Mm. Oh dear God in heaven! Budgets it's... are hard. Just ask Congress. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> or Parliament, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I feel like that meme needs to come back. You know, I, I've spent 50% of my salary cap on four players. I can't afford food or water. Somebody that's good with math, help me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... The shoe fits. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> you know? What was I saying last week? People, generally speaking, aren't good with money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, the, the the funny thing is, is that I saw today, and I have to go double check this, is that they can't even accrue cap relief. So it's not like they can send a player down and write off, you know, write off their salary for that particular day to start accruing cap relief. But they can lose a replacement level goaltender. And everyone freaks out 
or plays games just to mess with them. <laughs> just didn't we say something along these lines way back when they just started signing people and then we all had to go? You guys are already over the cap and you haven't signed a goaltender. Do you have a plan? And it really is starting to appear that the answer to that question was a resounding, huh? Shocking. Uh, what? And people are picking the the Leafs to actually win the cup this year. <laughs> Which is, of course, you know you have you always have the the segment of of the hockey media who have to pick at least one Canadian team, no matter what. Regardless, there has to be a Canadian team in the final, and that is that. Whether this year it's either Toronto or Edmonton, but like. I'm like looking at that going, are you people delusional or, oh, wait, no, you're just Canadian. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I do trust the Leafs Canadians, goalie. But, you know, I'm bashing Canadians, so. I do trust the Leafs goaltending a bit more than you, than Edmonton's right mm-hmm. now. No, maybe it's that I trust their defense. Mm. Well, we'll see. Into it, how much of the season does Ekholm play for the Oilers? You know, I think my that may favorite, be the difference. I think my favorite thing about all these preseason predictions is going to is going to be watching the number of people that jump on the Pittsburgh Penguins bandwagon. Surprisingly, there haven't been many so far. So far. Wait until like November and then they'll all jump off in like, you know, end of February. Is it because the U.S. based media is internally pessimistic and outside of Toronto, the Canadian media is optimistic? No, that couldn't be it. Um, It's because their team's not good. They're talented, but they're not good. Their talent is bunched up in the wrong places. God, sound like it's anybody like else we know. Watch people, it's kind of like when you watch like teams do do the penalty kill, and you see everybody on one side, all of the defend defending team, the shorthanded team on one side bunched together, and you're just kind of looking at them going, "You're leaving the backside all wide open," and boom, there you go, power play goal. I don't know. Yeah, but they're bunched up to prevent the cross ice pass to get to that. Oh, oh crap! Somebody's out of position. Uh huh. Well, it was it's someone else's fault. Always. I else. had my guy. <laughs> it's always somebody else's fault. <laughs> I had my guy. I don't know what you guys were talking about. Uh huh. I was just trying to help you out because I don't trust you in this place. And gosh, yeah, I let the other guy go. But that wasn't my fault because I was, I was help, helping you out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Go ahead, I'm not going to do it. Come on. Come on. Speaking of not trusting the guy. <laughs> Patrick, before before you hopped onto the line, Cassie and I were having a little pre-show conversation. He was supposed to bring it up, not you. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go on. (laughs) So really, 
to the Seattle Kraken wave Chris Drieger just to mess with the Maple Leafs? I'm giving you an out. (laughs) (laughs) Right now is when I wish I had um, a little uh, console set up here that had a swear button that I could push and that it would just do the beep for me. Wait, don't we have the media thing here? We we do. Um, but I'm also afraid that it would just sound like an attest of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> Cause it would just be a long contiguous beep for at least a good 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people that don't know what they're doing. Um, don't trust the talent that they have. People don't. No. The, I I honestly don't know what their plan is with Dreger and Decord. I'll take your out. <laughs> take it for now. We'll see what happens later. I mean, it's... Uh, I hate to. See, I think I hate to see it. Because I just think they like Decord, I, which is which is totally fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate to see Dreger sort of getting in that classic sort of backlog logjam that he can't get out of, and start developing more as a player, as a goaltender, because mm-hmm. he's starting to hit that window, right? He was already on that later career trajectory anyway, but I mean, he's only two years older than Decord at this point. Yeah. He just costs more. Yeah. And everybody does everything to annoy the Leafs. Let's be honest here. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, <laughs> unlike certain teams who can't accrue cap space, this move allow Seattle to do that. They start under by almost $3 million and they can make moves that way. What kind of moves they make, we'll see. Oh, 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 but but Pat, don't forget, Toronto's going to have like $30 million in cap space next year, so everything's good. Okay? 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 <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, and no defense. Uh... No goaltenders. And no goaltending. And no second line. Uh-huh. But that's not their fault. No, no. <laughs> no. It was the other guy. Yeah? That was the other guy's fault. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hey. <laughs> Where do you, what am I supposed to do with this old and aging veteran player who I'm paying a lot of money to? What, what am I supposed to do? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I think that was the line from Kyle Dubas's office wondering what the heck he's going to do with Jeff Carter. God, this is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It really is. Cause they were, they were all, they were all hippity hoppity happy about getting Sam Lafferty to, to round out their bottom six and, you know, um, oops. (laughs) 
But but they have this young new guy who came out of nowhere, Patrick. Yeah. A young <laughs> new player who might be talented and inexpensive, mm-hmm. who's like 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Nothing like making a, a teenager the savior of your organization. <laughs> With I mean, it's it's okay if your organization is at the bottom and you've drafted said teenager and said teenager is you know at the point that it's better for them to play in the nhl no matter how bad the team is right but having 45 percent of your salary cap invested in four players and then hoisting upon all of your hopes and dreams and wishes to attain success on a 19-year-old. You know what the most hilarious part about this is, honestly? Is the cap goes up next year. It will. However, can we talk about the basics of budgeting and accounting and business? Now, I... I'm a lowly keyboard puncher who makes code and stuff on my screen happens. But that's my job. I I stay away from the finances. Once upon a time, I thought, oh, I could be a COO. And then I realized there was finance involved. And I said, heck no. <laughs> Good call. Because once again, Patrick doesn't have the button. Beep. So we hear Gary Batman press conference before the official kickoff to the season. Uh, early season project or early projections for next year's salary cap are between three and a half to four million above where we currently sit. Because that's all based on probably numbers of projected deals and projected income based on X number of factors. But what always happens in reality? of those projections do not come to fruition. They don't make 100% of what was supposedly brought in. They're going to make 95%, maybe 90% of those projections. Case in point, we've already seen the Arizona Coyotes lose out on money from Bally Sports. Live in-game update. 424 left in the second period. Colgate men... Three, UConn men won. The only hockey game I'm currently able to see because the fake stuff is over for the NHL. Um, So we're already seeing potential numbers that Gary threw out. Already going to start to look a little bit lower. So we're only going to see two, maybe three million rise in the cap. That's just an infinitesimal small number to spread around amongst a group of 20 to 23 players. Especially when 33 million is coming off the cap next year. It's not going to buy you a lot of uh, new shiny toys. No, it really isn't. Especially, See, or magic erasers. Especially, if you, this is where toxic optimism gets them. 
<laughs> no, no, it's not even toxic optimism. It's delusional being delusional. <laughs> no, it, it, it's lawyers lawyering to t- say truths that they know won't come to fruition. Because it always get it gives them a backdoor excuse to say, "Well, we said these were the projections." We're giving you an idea since everyone keeps asking, but I don't know why anyone is interested in this salary cap because I can't understand why a team's going to waive a goalie, why he's going to get claimed potentially. Because unless you live inside of the GTA, if you tap the sign, um, these names that you recognize that go on waivers every day rarely get claimed. Or when they do, they go to Anaheim and end up back on waivers again. Yeah, that one. That one was curious. I mean, I know they can't. When you claim on waivers, you can't send them down until they clear waivers. Because technically they didn't clear the first time. So the only way they could send them down to San Diego was to place them back on waivers. Mm-hmm. And then the team that lost the player on waivers has the first right to pick up said player back off waivers. <laughs> Provided they have the roster space. And clearly, for a good period of camp, the Ducks had the roster space. Well, what I'm saying is they picked him up off waivers for someone else. Mm-hmm. So that other team now has first right of refusal. And they will enjoy that first rate of refusal so long as no one else puts a claim on said player because they can assign them directly to the minors. Because it's not like they have a, a restricted free agent sitting there waiting that they're trying to figure out how to sign. Oh, looky, looky at Ottawa. Why did they waive all these guys? Because hmm. somebody wants Are they a playing sh- brand new Pinto. Is there something in the water in Ontario? Do you really need an answer to that? Or is that a rhetorical question? Or <laughs> Well, no, no. Here's the real question. Did Steve Sayos play for the lease? <laughs> Did... No, 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 no. It doesn't matter if they played for the Leafs now. you got to remember who the GM is. Is he a GM guy? Oh, you know, it's no, it's no longer, it's no longer, you know, are, were you a member of the Sioux Greyhound? Right. It's now, have you ever been, um, an Oshawa general, an Oshawa general or a Calgary flame or, mm-hmm. and guess who was, who was that? What are you just talking about? <laughs> Something about a used car? I don't remember. Um, Steve Stales was a Calgary no. Flame. <laughs> I know. I was vamping to see. Wait, where did Shane Pinto play? Oh yeah, he was a college kid. Yeah, I knew. St- I knew. I knew Stales was a no, Flame. Okay. 
Also, future Atlanta GM for the new team. The Okie Finokies. For the Georgia Okie Finokies. For the Georgia Okie Finokies. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Atlanta. They're going to play like an hour away. Well, I mean, this is the same thing as, as Phoenix, right? <laughs> we still see the you know, Phoenix Coyotes periodically. Occasionally. But we can call him an Atlanta Thrasher's legend. Yep. See? Legend. Pakdoku strikes again. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> um, I received some feedback about our uh, Crosby baking. And somebody rightfully chided me that I did not pose that I did not put in my list of questions to Crosby. Is he a high hydration or a low hydration guy for his breads? Oh, <sighs> and will he use milled or unmilled wheat? You know, I uh, like to apologize at this point. That was an oversight on my part. Um, mm-hmm. We will rectify this going forward. We shall attempt never to make any mistakes. <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't even complete that sentence. Not with a straight face. <laughs> Not even with a crooked face. <clears throat> when you start getting into the hydration stuff, you're starting to get into the weeds. <laughs> it's like with coffee. When you start weighing out the grounds, then you know you've gone too far. Oh boy. I still want to see them do a an Iron Chef show. Three on. Can we have the general managers do nailed it then? If the players have to do Iron Chef. I want the general managers to do Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Oh yes. Well, it lines up with some of their education. Math edition. Um, oh, God. So I'm going to make a questionable comment or revelation about myself. <laughs> I was a mathlete in school. So I, I think we need to do like one of those mathlete competitions with the uh, general managers. I, no, just are you smarter than a fifth grader math edition? Let's just start there. Mathletes, right. you know, I don't, I don't want them having to go sine and cosine and tan and any of that crap or try and figure out limits or differential equation. No, no, no. Basic fifth grade math. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? They may have to do differential equations. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Based on my experience with fifth grade math at the end of last year. Or maybe that's my kid. Hmm, we'll see. New math. Catch the fever. <laughs> Heck no. I just, honest to God, I want to see, I want to see Jim Rutherford up there. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? What the hell's this kid doing here? I'll box your ears. Shut up, son. Yeah, we should just make them balance a budget <laughs> on camera. 
Well, that's the whole point of are you smarter than the fifth grader? You know, not just embarrass them by having them do this, really embarrass them by having their get their butts kicked by a fifth grader. Because mm-hmm. now you know what's going to happen to the Toronto media. Fifth grader could be their yep. GM, and they probably yep. hire one. <laughs> they'll 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 use all of their copious amounts of money, and start like a junior GM program. You mm-hmm. know where they they do like little internships for fifth graders. Mm-hmm. Because they've got the money to start all of those kinds of programs and not have to worry about it. Because Toronto. Hmm. Toronto, Toronto. I just can't wait to read the think pieces of how Martin Jones is going to be vital when he clears waivers tomorrow. Oh, that guy. I mean, clearly Steve Eiserman is scared because he kept three goaltenders on his roster instead of, you know, putting one player on waivers because of little old Tampa. <laughs> like, assuming the Leafs were going to lose a goalie is funny. This is just... But the real question is, is the better goalie Magnus Helberg, who plays for Pittsburgh, and Kyle Dubas, the real player who's going to be claimed. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not the boss of you. <laughs> Tune in whenever you want. Um, change the channel now. It's just going to get weirder from here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Jones, man, I tell you. You want to you want to talk about a player that has been yo-yoed throughout his career. Um, he was lauded by Kings fans for quite a while because he had some, and I think rightfully exactly, so. He had some really good games for the Kings. Was intentionally traded to. Boston to keep him out of the Western <laughs> Conference. <laughs> One of the best exchanges. <laughs> Who turned oh. around and traded him to the Sharks, the arch rivals of said Kings, where he then became vilified by the Sharks fans. And even to the point that there were some that were accusing him of still being like a king's spy, you know. Of course, the, of course, the wild, of course, the wild. He's a plant. exactly. You know, he's he's only playing this bad because he's a king's. You know, he's still a king's plant. And then, you know, shipped around on the promise of some sort of backup stability. And finally sort of gets his feet under him for a little bit in Seattle. And then they punt him. And then Toronto goes, well, this looks like a shiny piece of trash on top of this trash heap. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just Which means uh, I can sign you for the league minimum. Just... But it's like you put him in front of the responsible i'm not going to say good a responsible defense 
He looks so okay. He, had in, in this he is not an all star. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's exactly the whole path of his trip, right? Whereas he had responsible decors, Los Angeles and Seattle. Huh. Amazing. Fancy that. And it, and he was able to play well at maybe his peak in San Jose when they just held the puck and kept it away from him. Exactly. Because they were they were the furthest thing from responsibility. They, they were just possession hounds, which some would which some would argue was responsibility. Okay, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and some other people would argue allowing a shot on your goalie is sometimes known as a turnover. Because yeah. you can give it your defense can take it right away. Lies, damned lies, and statistics. Uh-huh. But allowing a goaltender to one become healthy and then reestablish their play, you'd be surprised what can turn out from With a still person. responsible defense in front of them. Yes. <laughs> Because most goalies, many goalies, the reason that they suffer statistically is because their defense sucks or doesn't help them out like they should or communication issues or it's always some defense thing that's going on that most people are like, so like a co-worker of mine complaining about um, the state of the Boston Bruins goaltending. And I'm like, well, what's their defense look like? Cause I, I don't care about them. I haven't looked at the roster. <laughs> They're like the closest NHL team. And I'm like, whatever. Um, and, uh, and he's like, no, no, it's the goalie. And I'm like, well, what's the defense look like though? So yeah. to your coworker, I say it's not the goalie. That's kind of what I'm thinking too, but you know, you can't, you can't convince people sometimes. And to those Seattle Kraken fans out there, I'm going to say this to you right now. This season, these first 20 games, it's not the goalie. <coughs> and then t- It's not just the defense either. I was going to say. <laughs> <clears throat> keep moving it out. Keep moving it out from the crease. You'll, you'll, hit, the, you'll hit where the issue is. Eventually. <laughs> I mean, it's off the playing service. Oh, hey, look at that. You mean... In the seating, but not quite the seating uh, somewhere, Somewhere within the playing, in the enclosed playing area. The puck doesn't have to leave this space for a penalty call. Oftentimes the puck, exactly. Oftentimes the puck lands in this general vicinity. Um, and play is stopped and the no penalty is applied because it is technically not out of the arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, this mm-hmm. problem tends not to wear uh, a uniform or any sort of training style okay. equipment. More protective or protective gear. gear. Um, well, we don't know. There might be some coaches who wear cups. You never know. Um, but enough sure. about Bill Peters. Um, and I don't, I don't really want to know. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Hey, whatever. There are just some things better left hey, unknown. We don't judge, man. We don't judge. Whatever they want to wear, go for it. Wear under your suit, go for right. it. You know? Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know, there might be a coach or two out there in a thong. You just never know. Okay, we're not going down that path. <laughs> We've gone too far already, so let's just switch lanes. We'll smoothly switch lanes over to... Again, no judgment. We just don't want to know right now. <laughs> or discuss it. Think about it. I don't need that mental imagery. Let's move on. <laughs> I myself laughing. That's all I care about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be a top five goal scoring team this upcoming season. Let's just let me just leave things at that and then see what what changes. How oh, fine. Despite a. Average to slightly above average looking top nine. Coachella Valley is going to do way better than Seattle. Well, I mean, they were an AHL finalist. Mm-hmm. Someone sneaked chocolate in during the final. It was unavoidable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let that I'm, one go. I was just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll go with it. Whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh. So the real question becomes, is Alexander Wenberg just keeping a seat warm? Oh, boy. No. And that's the infuriating part. That is the infuriating part. It isn't a, this is for your own good. This is a, we've got someone better than you assessment. In my fantasy scenario that I like to play out in my head. The story you tell yourself. I I want it to be the front office thinks or expects a major regression from the team. That it's going to be much harder to repeat the success of becoming a wildcard team. Winning games is going to be much more difficult because they're not going to be able to outscore their problems. And is that the best environment for a 19-year-old forward to be in? Do we want to doom a player like the Rangers routinely do with young forwards? Oh, but the Rangers now have a leadership group of, what, six? Like a quarter of their team is now wearing a letter. Why don't they just give it out to everybody? Participation trophies all around. If you don't (laughs) limit your leadership group to three letters, you're galaxy braining this and making a mistake. One C, two A's are nothing. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want three A's every game, one C, two A's. If your captain's hurt, guess what? You can name a temporary captain. Mm-hmm. Maybe you use three A's in that scenario while that player's out, but you can also just give a guy a C for a few games and it's on a game by game basis. Oh, but you know, respect out of respect to the captain. You don't want to do that. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> Everyone knows who the captain well, is. If someone else has re- to wear respect, <laughs> We do not want to do that. Unless your name is Eric Lindros and you are the Philadelphia Flyers. Cause they mm-hmm. definitely did that once upon a time. Um, yeah. Um, why? Why not? You know, why not name? Why not have the captain named second in command? Should should I go down or be unavailable? This is the you know this is my second in command. Well, that's the associate captain. Well, have him the the one term that hasn't been introduced. Everyone thinks it's assistant. It's technically alternate, but when are we going to see the first associate captain? And that's only if you assume that the captains are chosen by on every team by the players. Sometimes they're just which they're not. By, yeah, sometimes they're just appointed by the coach, and therefore that kind of takes the power out of the captain saying he's next, right? If the coach tells you appoints you and says you're captain then it's really up to the coach to say I he's think next. It's, I think it's time you know? for that to, I think a strong-willed person would step right up and go, okay, then I'm naming these two people as my associates. And this guy is second in command. And this guy is, a, this guy, Ooh. You know, if you're the captain of the Ooh. team, that should be your role. Step into it. Yeah, but you know, these guys are also passive. Passive aggressive. They're just don't want to stir up any trouble. No, I didn't say passive aggressive. I just oh, no, said no, passive. passive aggressive. Well, they'll there's they'll that come too, out and but... complain in the press in very cryptic manners. Yeah, which drives me I hate passive aggressive people. It just drives me crazy crazy. It's like just say what you and need that's to why say. You the Pacific Northwest, because the Pacific Northwest literally means passive aggressive northwest. I I love the scenery. I, the people drive me crazy. Now, actually my mom was like extremely passive aggressive and it's the hugest like turn off coming across anybody, male or female who's passive aggressive. Cause it's just like, I, I, you know, I went the opposite way. I'm like, she's like that. It drives me crazy. So I'm just going to be as direct as freaking possible whenever I can. And if people are passive aggressive with me, I'm like, you're out, I'm done. Why am I wondering about why am I wondering about Darren Drager's reporting all of a sudden? <laughs> Maybe a reason why I don't read his stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're fans huh. of, of John Tortorella. Cause it's just mm-hmm. here it is. Love the kid. He's gotta he's gotta grow up. Love the kid. He's gotta grow up. There's there's none of this, well, you think the player needs a little bit more development time or Blah, blah, blah. No, love the kid. He's got to grow up. Yeah. A player like Wade Ellison last season was able to crack some time on the big club, ended up going down, was waived in camp. He needed. It's not putting the kid on a certain path or putting him on a pedestal. It was like that was then, this is now. 
He's got to work to show me he wants to be here. Okay, he did that. Okay, so he's here. Yeah. He's got to work to stay here. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's done that. So he's staying. I mean, it's just how... Yeah. And this is why, like, so many, like, people, reporters in particular, don't like John Tortorella because he doesn't... He doesn't sweet talk them and try to make it sound better and, and, you know, sugarcoat things and give them the great quote and study he's, he's just, this is how it is. And if you don't like it, too damn bad. He doesn't suffer fools. I mean, yeah, it's not to say he's the perfect guy. He has his own, there are, there are issues with John Tortorella, but they're not coaching issues. He doesn't suffer fools. That's all it is. He doesn't suffer fools. Ask a question that you know the only point of that question is to have the coach throw people under the bus. He's not going to do it. Doesn't. First, he's going to give them a long, intense look like to let them know that they are a freaking idiot, and then he'll move on. <laughs> well, and then he'll go, I'm not answering that. Right. What do you think about? Well, what do you think about? You know, that's, oh, God, the what do you think about? Ugh. Every reporter sits there and says, you know, when somebody asks one of those that's not to Tortorella and a coach does something, they all want, they all, all the, all the media tends to jump on the reporter for asking a stupid question. You know, get, we really shouldn't be asking these, what do you think of, or, you know, these types of questions, you know, but when they do it to Tortorella and Tortorella snipes back, then everyone's like, Tortorella needs to grow up and be mature. Okay. Well, pick a lane. You don't right. like his response. Well, it's not even a question. I know that's what though. I'm saying. It's just, yeah, you're not really asking like an opinion. You're just asking for an observation. No fan in their right mind wants to ask a coach what they think about something. They want to know why the heck player X isn't on the power play. Why are we giving up too many goals? Like concrete information. Aren't they supposed to be this conduit between fans and? Mm-hmm. You know, mm. teams. Meh. But John, for the love of God, I know this probably comes above you. Name a freaking captain, even <laughs> if your team is dog crap. Sorry, sorry, John. Did, didn't mean to bring dogs into this. That was a mistake on my part. No, he'd have been fine mm. with that. Mm-hmm. He's he's dealt with enough dog crap. <laughs> he he has. Uh, but he name a captain. Mm-hmm. But. Do we remember all that nonsense in, in Calgary from last season? And, oh, look, everything's starting to come together. They they named a captain. They named a person with a responsibility to be that conduit between you, a coach, and the rest of the players. I I don't know. I get the, I get the perception that it's not really necessary for him. Then don't give out any A's. Because, I mean, Boone... Well, if it's not necessary for him, then let the players choose and be done with it. Yeah, but then I I think... So I'm going to delve deep here into into the reverse engineering of his psyche. I don't think he cares. I think he wants to encourage all of them to take that responsibility, not to have one player... I don't disagree there. And I think I if don't. they want to name a captain, it's for them, not for him. 
I've just always gotten the sense that he wants to have them come talk to him, not send a proxy. It's, and it's just by the way that he sort of has dealt with players in the past through the when it when it's come to the point where he's had to address something in the press, you know, like stuff with like um oh who was it um oh god now I can't remember his name there but there was somebody that that was sort of yipping in the press about ice time and he said I went and talked to him and explained the situation and told him what we needed to work on and. You know, told him he can come talk to me about this stuff all the time. You know, I'll be straight with him. So I I Man. don't, and, and, and also sort of to your point, you bring up constantly, which is a very good one, Cassie. I think the mindset shift in the players, you know, of certain age ranges is they're not, they're not going to be as prone to cowering in the corner and complaining to the captain and having the captain go complain to the coach as they are to just mm -hmm. go straight to the coach. See, I, having been a captain of a sports team a couple of times, I don't see it as it being the person between the coach and the team. I see it as it being the person between the officials during the game and the yeah, coach. Yeah, and that's, I think that's the functional purpose, but do you need a C? You don't. No, you, you need don't need one? a C. You do if the officials running the game will only talk to a person well, with a letter. That's, well. With a C. Because that's, that's which is not which is non-existent. That's a non-existent thing in the NHL. I mean, you right. you will see them often, whether in their little officiating scrums, any of the sort of veterany respected players can be over there. But right, it's usually whoever has the seniority on the ice, whether right. they have a letter. Well, I, if they if there's no letters on the ice, then it's whoever has seniority. Right. And, but if we'll the coach yeah. wishes mm -hmm. to express their concern or dismay in a non-yellatory manner, then they will call over one of the letters because that's purportedly still the preferred protocol is, you know, during stoppages of play or something, if you want to go talk to one of the officials uh, at the, as a proxy for your coach, you are allowed to do so. But... Mm -hmm. Okay, question. Will Connor Bedard ever be the person talking to officials in this situation? This season. Just as let's start with this season. this season. That's going to be very interesting. It depends. I mean, at some point he's going to get the C simply because there's a trend in the NHL of, of the most talented player on the team ends up at the C rather than the person who is actually a leader. Because scoring goals is not leadership. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not. <laughs> Doesn't mean he won't grow into it. Maybe he is. You can say the same, same thing happened to Dylan Larkin. Same thing happened to Connor McDavid. 
right. Jonathan Tapes, et cetera, et cetera, et And cetera. then some of them don't. I mean, they're, you know, some of them wear the C because they score goals and they're not really the person. So, you know, each, each team has an emotional center and however that person is, their mood infects the rest of the team. And that's not always the captain. <laughs> That is true because typically the person that they look to, to lead, but that's not always the captain. Because when I think emotional leaders, I think Quinn Hughes. I think I really do. Yeah. I mean, clearly he's a leader. Clearly people are looking to him for something and they're feeding off whatever mood he happens to have that day. But he's not necessarily he steps the captain. into a room, and and if it is a tense room, he'll break that in an instant. Mm-hmm. So can we just stop with this pandering? Oh, we have this large leadership group where we have to give out six A's and alternate A's, and we got to make more work for the equipment staff who are overworked and underpaid already. One C, two A's are just give the guys a break. Looking at you, Chicago. Yeah. Looking at you, Anaheim, Arizona, Philly, Seattle. Just don't do any letters. The right person is there. Speaking of Arizona, um, I don't know if anybody's had a chance, but you know who's really looking pretty good? Logan Cooley. I mean, granted, it's preseason. Mm-hmm. You know. But even in the later games, when it started getting into more NHL talent on the ice, he's looking like he's holding his own. So he's going to be an incredible trade in about three years for someone to pick up. (laughs) Because they're not going to be able to sign him. All that cap space will be used up. No, I'm things. talking literally. The, <laughs> they won't have the money to sign him for what he's looking for. Unless they get bought by someone who actually does have money and is willing to lose some because sports are not a profit-based investment. No, it's you lose money short term and you reclaim yes. it when you sell. It's also it's a it's a vanity. And it's a vanity tax haven. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them have absolutely no qualms about showing you they have no interest in the team, provided that the team just doesn't lose too much money. Mm-hmm. But they like to yeah. boast that they own a team yeah. uh, regardless. But enough about the Aquilinis. Or Hasso Plotner. <laughs> I know. So many. Just so many. I know. I'm. I'm actually. I'm actually very hopeful for Andlauer in Ottawa because they have been too easily dunked upon for far too long. They were really milking that one Stanley Cup appearance for everything. So, all right. I'm gonna put this out there. You know, is Pierre Dorian really that different of a GM than Steve Eiserman?
Is he? Drafted good first-round talent. Drafted good mid-round talent, too. Made some good signings, made some questionable signings, made some bad signings, all of the above. Hasn't really gotten over the hump for their respective franchise. In either case for Iserman, if we're being honest. What's the difference between the two? Would you rather quick build or long build? I would personally rather long build, but maybe that's just me. And I think that's what Dorian had to do because of restrictions. Now he Mm -hmm. doesn't have as well. We'll see. It doesn't appear he'll have we'll as many see. restrictions. But he has long built that franchise. And I was actually very, very shocked that, no. that Jacob Bernard Docker was placed on waivers. I don't know if that's a wake-up call. I don't know if that's a wake-up yeah. call or not. But, um... Look... He can get all the crap in the world for re-signing Travis Hamnick and maybe taking Docker's roster space. Who knows? Maybe he gets called up later when they resolve the Shane Pinto issue. They figure out when Josh Norris rejoins the lineup. Yeah, I hope that was I hope that was just a, a two-pronged message of you were on the bubble. Go down and prove to us that you belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and you then can we come right back, back without hesitation. I hope that's the case. Because Ottawa looks like a team that isn't going to be handicapped by veteran-laden, overpaid deals when those players slip down on Tampa. <laughs> 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 Something in but could head. you but could you guess the players I had pictured in my head? Um, and I'll get they're Tampa related. Take Toronto out of the equation. It's always about Toronto though. We can't. The Tampa Maple Wings. Mm-hmm. See, it always comes back to the wing um, or the leaves. The Stamkos. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, yeah, his contract is actually fine. He got healthy. Eiserman played hardball with him, and it worked out for the team. And guess what the current guy is doing? The same darn thing. No, my mind went to Ryan oh. Callahan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you could even probably throw in Braden Coburn in there. You could. Um, there was a, a good player at the time he was acquired. You had an extension, a front load extension signed by Steve Eiserman right around the time they went to their first cup final with this, you know, most of this group and then he just kind of hung around and hung around until 2019 
Pierre Dorian hasn't signed those kinds of contracts, too. That really hamper a team. The things that have hampered Toronto. But one guy gets all the praise and one guy, well, there are the excuses about the owner and the other peer may or may not have been your boss. We're really not sure what was happening there. That was, that was huh. the dumbest goddamn thing. <clears throat> and yeah, yeah right, I know. Off TV. You know, the great, <laughs> and right now, all of Ottawa is complaining, well, we can't sign this kid who scored 20 goals, but we're going to complain because we signed a tradable, proven player in Tarasenko? To a reasonable deal, we're—I don't know—the revisionist history. Now that someone has an even a, a new boss, that's definitively his boss, and well, will he still have his job next year? Versus, what is Detroit doing? I—I I get it, but it's just like you guys are doing the exact same thing. It's just one has a, a pedigree as a player and one doesn't. Again, funny how those guys always say, end up on pedestals for so much longer than the guys who don't. Sort of like that GM in Seattle who may or may not have sent down his 19-year-old first round pick. But at least he was able to get him in the NHL. He pulled the strings. AHL. AHL, yes. Sorry. You had to do it. We've been dancing around it. Yeah, for long enough. You just had to go there. I feel like I'm about ready to George Costanza, this whole thing. <sighs> Jagger Fergus, you know, 19-year-old kid, had to get sent down. No, it's... Nobody moves like Jagger. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I hear. But hey, two more years of Brandon Tanev mugshot or excuse me headshots except this year it looks like he's become friendly with the ghosts it's not nearly as terrified as he's normally been <laughs> yeah the, i think he's over the shtick no don't you feel like it was it was shane wright or was kyler yamamoto it was one of their one of those two players for the last top nine spot and they gave it to the older kid the home, the home yep. state kid. Spokompton zone. Now I get some big marketing out of that one. Derek Ryan away from the arm, and uh, they'll they'll have cornered the market, or they they need to sign Derek Ryan in and trade for Tyler Johnson, and they will have cornered the Spokane market. Yes. Bring the boys Yay, home, Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> well, they on the better side of the mountains. <laughs> No, we're all we're all one state when it comes to hockey. Except no, I know. Um, at the prof- no, we're all one state when it comes to hockey at the professional level. I was going to say except the WHL only at the professional level. I was about to say junior seems a lot different. At the, yeah, the, the NHL as, level. <laughs> as the one member who has does not have a WHL allegiance. Oh. 
I don't really either. I could see. Well, I could see, but you oh, can understand yeah. the battle lines. Even I can see them. I know. I, I mean, from the other uh, coast, well, the so lesser now, coast. Now I'm wondering. I, I am wondering how. I'm going to bring this up. I am wondering how Wenatchee's going to fit into all the rivalries going on there. They're not. Going to be the yeah. outsiders. Uh, For a little bit. Once they get I a new coach. They need a new coach. I think there's sort of already kind of a built-in one with Tri-Cities. Oh, you know, Spokane and Tri-Cities have been in each other's throats for a long time. I think, you know, there's there's sort of now an automatic build-in for Wenatchee. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Everett. I mean, you know, the Stephen's Pass. I figured figured Everett, Seattle were kind of being their own nice little pocket. And since they're now the closest to those two teams in the state, yeah, cute exactly. little cousin, but who gets ignored? No, see, here's the thing. When, the thing you have to understand about Washington State and also Oregon is that the mountains matter. The Cascade Mountains matter. There's a difference. You're either on the east side or you're on the west side. And the east siders don't like the west siders, and the west siders don't like the east siders. Actually, I shouldn't say that. The west siders look down upon the I, east I, siders. I, <laughs> And the other siders just I don't even think, think about it's the, the other, other way ones. around, Cassie. I think the east siders just load the west siders, and the west siders don't even think about the east siders. Because I mean, unless you, unless you're talking college football, nobody gives a rat's ass about east of the Cascades from the west side. It's like, oh, there, that's that's cute. No, I see. Yeah, it patronizing. Very patronizing. You're right. It's oh, very patronizing. You know, it's a little pat on the head. You guys are adorable. Now go away. <clears throat> oh, it's like Spokane. It's almost like a real city. Instead wow. of just a gateway to Idaho. <laughs> um, oh no, it is Idaho. Spokane's it's a, Idaho. Spokane light. is Idaho. Um, I think you're hard mm-hmm. pressed to inject yourself into the Everett Seattle Portland rivalry because that's right, well, yeah, and plus right it's been it is storied <laughs> and vicious. Um, even though Everett's not been around nearly as long, but they have they have introduced themselves as a capable third party to the tussle. Um, I think Wenatchee adds that uh, adds that flavor, if you will, to the east side, and I think Spokane and Tri Cities have a rivalry that now Wenatchee is going to insert themselves into by default. Okay. And then there'll be the interstate rivalry, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to be nearly as vicious as the, as the I-5 rivalry. Right. I mean, unless the Wenatchee Wild want to hire, you know, it, Mike Babcock or something, because they've made such stellar decisions so far. <sighs> I know, right? <laughs> don't give them ideas. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is Wenatchee. Um, We've already started, Cassie. <laughs> ah, that's true. Uh, we that's never true. stopped. <laughs> that's true. They're, they're, just, they're just that little annoying, you know, the, the east side of the mountains is just that little annoying, you know, sibling you have. It's just a little too young to go everywhere, but wants to go everywhere with you. And they think, you know, 
they they think they're capable of doing all that stuff and you have to stop and explain to them that they're not yeah i mean it's it's uh i mean we we have a particular turn of phrase to you know if somebody's from washington or oregon when you say east of the mountains or west of the mountains <laughs> nobody else does that anywhere else in the country <laughs> even if there are mountains in the state nobody does yeah, that <laughs> not many divide the state that significantly when you think about it no no and because the mountains divide the states the east side is drastically different in like like oh, yeah. vegetation and geography and topography it's very different it's i mean i was when i was last time i drove across country I went through North Dakota and then I got into like Montana and I, there were hills and there were mountains. And then I got past Spokane and I felt like I yeah, was it's in North high, Dakota it's high prairie. It, it's yeah, it's high desert. It's irrigated high desert. And meanwhile, Portland's sitting on top of all these lovely, lovely Washington That's cities the and the WHL standings. <clears throat> I was hoping I teed you up for something like that. Tri-Cities, right behind with a game in hand. Yeah, talk about a place Kennewick. people like to ignore. Richland, now name the third. God damn it. I knew Pasco! <laughs> <laughs> with Yakima right up the no, road. That would have been an instant rivalry if, if the team had gone to Yakima. I was thinking like Ellensburg, actually. Ellensburg is... Anyway, as we, as we further devolve into Washington State geography and... Although I will, I will say one last thing before we move on from that is that if anyone's into road trips... The a really nice road trip to take is actually the American River from Yakima up into the Cascades, uh, Cayuse Pass, Chinook Pass. It puts you right into Mount Rainier National Park. Very lovely drive. Totally recommend it. Anyways, That's... go on. <laughs> but how is that trip about the leaves, Cassie? Well, this, this how is it about the leaves? Spring, this is the time of year where you see leaves falling in that region. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, our leaves our leaves don't fall in the spring. They fall. <laughs> I still want them to move to the the southern equator so we can have that joke. About the leaves falling in April. Leaves <clears throat> falling. Well, they can start falling on Wednesday, one way or another. No, no, we have to go through that painful first, like, first few weeks where everybody thinks when the NHL is all bright and shiny and new and every single NHL team fan thinks that their team has a chance at winning the cup before their dreams are crushed into dust by the end of November. Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> That's right. You heard me. You are t why, young why, and talented, but in a name. Why you got to hate on Jersey like that? Why you got man? What's up? Why you got a truck with Jersey, man? What the hell? Because not enough respect is being paid to our Buffalo Sabres. Two things Sabres. are not exclusive. 
Um, oh, look, okay. I drafted Jack Hughes first overall in my in my in my draft. I, I mean, they're talented. They so, they're just they expose the Rangers as frauds. It doesn't. <laughs> I didn't know there was a competition to be had. But, that. I thought it was just rote. <laughs> no, you actually had to. Oh, okay. Do you have to try to make that is happen? Is there a reward or something? I mean, is there just, you know. Well, <laughs> there might have had to have been. I mean, last year everyone thought the Rangers were going to be the team. And no, oh, look, now there's New Jersey. Um, no. The How's real frauds. <laughs> well, because the real frauds out there are picking an Eastern Conference team to win the cup. Oh. Mm-hmm. And everyone's looking at New Jersey or Carolina or Toronto. You know, ba- ba- <laughs> well, o- only only the uh, degenerate gamblers. Mm-hmm. I think Boston and Florida have a better chance than any of those uh, metropolitan teams, but. And can I say Boston's actually going to look good on the ice? Don't tell anybody, Pat. It's meant to be like, a secret. Because that 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 shite. Well, no, no, no. Oh, I don't mean they're going to play well. Oh, okay. That especially well. Just, just, the, just those New Jersey. They all look great. Show. Yes, yes. Yeah, those sweaters are pretty sick. They 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 are simple, but have just enough detail to make it. You know almost make you worth I kind of almost want to buy a Bruin sweater. And you know what? Almost. Point, you got to get a Marchand. No, well, I don't think I got to do anything. <laughs> I have to do anything at the start, sorry. <laughs> anytime anybody says, you know, at that point you have to do this. I always just pull the Samuel L. Jackson line from Die Hard 3. I don't got to do nothing but sit here and be black and die. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm obviously not African American, it's still a hysterical line. <clears throat> and I did butcher it, I know. Send your emails into pat at 3 b 3 podcastnrg Oh crap. Did I set up the C name? <laughs> I guess you'll find out. <laughs> uh, I hate having to talk about C names. <laughs> Oh. Just as much as I hate talking about captaincy in hockey, just get rid of all the letters at this point. But it's tradition. Well, you got to respect the position. So when you're Chicago and you have someone like Nick Felino, who's clearly a respected player, you can't give him it. Uh, see, out of respect to uh, you know a potential Hall of Famer in Jonathan Taves. Meanwhile, Boston gave it to Marshawn. And rightfully so. But, or you know what? Maybe not even rightfully so. But you can't, you can argue with they picked one player over another, but I respect that Boston gave it to someone, even on Bergeron's coaches. Of the two options they chose to (sighs) get off the pot. Actually, you know, I've never understood that statement because both, both of them end up in an action. One is beneficial to you if you're there in the first place, and the other is beneficial to you if you didn't have to go. But if you were in there, on there, 
then you probably had to go. I'm overthinking this again, aren't we? One's wasting time and one is actually being yeah, so productive. Kind of really can't force the issue. Like either either do what you need to do or move on to something else until you need to do it later. So everyone who is playing prior to 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, you have an opportunity to grab the scoring lead in the league for these fleeting few seconds. Do it because it's all over after, <laughs> let's say, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern when the puck drops. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be just, oh, man, alive. Oh. Is is it a highlighter to start? Just... I mean, is it, is it a is it an end-to-end or his patented turnover in the neutral zone, everyone's skating forward, he blows by everyone because, oops, and then dangles four players and pots one? Or does he demonstrate that he worked on something else? You know, because they people could not shut up enough about how, oh, he worked on his one-timer this offseason. Oh, my goodness, that's something he pulled out, you know. Oh, there he goes. He. <clears throat> you mean that thing that he never has to use because he he's in motion when he gets the puck? Oh, man, it really demonstrates how hard he worked on that in the offseason. Okay, sure, sure. No, he was just bored one afternoon and got good at it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's ever going to use yeah, it in the is game. It, is there mm-hmm. some new thing that he's worked on this offseason? Under wraps, in secret. Yeah. Well, not in secret. It's playing with Connor Brown. God. <laughs> you really did that, didn't you? <laughs> you really did that. <laughs> So, uh, I'm just going to call it here. I'm going to call it now. They're going to split the Art Ross. They're going to split the Rocket. And who wins which may surprise you. Is this a cliffhanger or what the hell are you on? Did you have an edible <laughs> before joining us today, Pat? It's just now kicked in. <laughs> No, I just think uh, Leon's going to, I think he's going to win the scoring title. I really do. I think, I think McDavid's going to win the, the rocket. I think Dreisaitl wins the scoring title. Hmm. Live in game update. UConn men's team has come back to tie it late in the third. Three, three against Colgate. Back to you, Patrick. Hmm. (laughs) So fun fact. Growing up on the West Coast, I really thought when people were saying Yukon, it was like Northwest Territories Yukon. I would much prefer it to that rinky-dink school near Hartford. And, and um, uh, I, I mean, because this was like 
this was like before the internet, so I couldn't look it up. And it, all I heard was people saying it, and they'd have like the the Huskies logo, but they wouldn't actually write down Yukon. And so I was sitting, I, I, I just sat there and was like, are they actually in Northwest Territories? Where the heck is Yukon? Why have I never heard of this place before? Of course, it's University and of Connecticut. And who the hell, Thank you. why is there a university <laughs> up there that it seems everyone wants to go to? <laughs> Right. And why do they have like such a great basketball team, women's basketball team? Who knew that women's college basketball was like, is this like so big in Northwest Territories? (laughs) No, but could you, could you send that basketball coach to the Northwest Territories, please? And thank you. Humanity would be grateful. Is this some sort of weird Gonzaga thing that just appeared? The hell? (laughs) Because literally that, you know, come on. You're talking about something that has no business being anything. It's Gonzaga. <laughs> and and now it's like no, it's, I a, know. it's a basketball hotbed. Well, actually it has been for quite a while, but because it's still it started, baffling. you know, back when we were youngsters. They just started, you know, all of a sudden showing up in the in the tournament. And then the next thing you know, they started making noise in the tournament. And then the rest of us are all going. Gonzaga. <laughs> are they, Who are cares? they Mountain West? It, it really kind of doesn't. Does it matter anymore? Yeah, but pretty much. What the hell? It's like, you know, you ever seen the damn campus in Spokompton? <laughs> My God. Like a community. That was me thinking about, I saw, I saw Boise State's like Smurf turf yesterday and I'm like, yeah, that sucks. And then I thought about Eastern Washington University's blood red field. I'm like, that's That's so worse. You know, Cheney, it's not even Spokompton. It's, it's adjacent. (laughs) Does that make it worse? Does that make it better? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. You, you have, you have passable you know, uh, distance, but not so much that, you know, it's like the accidental drop by, you know, if, if you live within a distance that it's easy for somebody to just accidentally drop by to visit you, then you put yourself at risk for, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. But if you're just far enough away, you can sort of still claim some association, Mm -hmm. but not so much that they can intrude on demand. Now, you know, I I spent a weekend at Eastern because a friend of mine was going to college there and I was on my way back from Salt Lake City anyway, which went through Montana. And that's another story entirely. But um, at least Spokane has trees. You can't say the mm, same about Cheney, really. You're in that river valley. Wow, mm-hmm. we do it every time, don't we? <laughs> it's just... Not every time, but <laughs> And I just sit back and relax. Neverland. He's looking at. <laughs> He's thinking, I still want to move to Portland. How does this how fit is this, into how Portland? Is what they're talking about. <laughs> let me correct. Let me correct the record. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do not want to move I, to I, Portland. I knew Full that. stop. I knew that. I wasn't. Mm. It was that was all cat. That was. 
Moving to the West Coast. That was... Yes. That was all Cassie. Not Moving me. to Portland. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was my fault. I'll admit to it. Whatever. I, I, I would have... I, the minute you even said that, I would have spent probably 15, 20 minutes um, booking a flight to do a physical intervention um, to help you understand why that would be a massive mistake. You know who's... Whose fault this all is? Hmm. Sidney Patrick Crosby and his inability to let us know, does he like a wet or a dry starter? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.